um, thanks, Simon. Thanks for coming on. Um, I guess I should explain how we met. Um, so I think I just saw your signs when I was driving through Nambour. Seems you're a sign guy. You own sign base. Yep. Um, and then I messaged you on Insta. And then because I really wanted for some reason your signs really grabbed my attention which means you're obviously doing a very good job what you yeah, do yeah i was gonna say hope they did that <laughs> just on the main road yeah yeah and then um you know me i'd rather talk to people in person so i messaged you yeah. and i came on over and i remember walking in the door and seeing the farm gym sticker on your water bottle yeah and straight away i was like i am in the right place <laughs> like he gets what i do if you go to farm yeah. gym which is another real movement facility um, you get what I do. So I was super stoked. I knew I was in the right place straight away um, and that you'd been exposed to the real movement kind of way. And I knew mm. that you'd have like a pretty similar mindset to what I do. So we worked together pretty well, I reckon. Definitely. Um, but what I thought I'd ask is um, where you grew up and how you got to the sunny coast. Ooh, where did I grow up? So I'm Brisbane-based boy. Yeah. Um, we moved there from Melbourne when I was like three, so I couldn't really tell you before three. Yeah. Um, but I went to school down there. I was a private school boy and I, uh, I don't know, what, I went to year 12 there and then I decided to go down the Gold Coast because I surfed and it's appealing <laughs> and, uh, and everything just kind of went from there. So I've actually moved around a lot, Jess. Hey, like it's only been the last seven years since we moved up here and had the kid that I've really just put the put the roots into the ground yeah um yeah it traveled australia traveled the world um went to uni in byron bay uh yeah studied environmental science went over to perth wa and did a a, a, like ecology uh, internship and uh helped turtles and study them, did data so analysis cool. on their uh, on their nests and how many and things like that. So, But then, yeah, you sort of just, life rolls over and continues and I met Heather and, you know, being away on contracts with, uh, with you know, environmental roles weren't really family um, conducive, no. I suppose you could say. Yeah. yeah. And so how did you meet Heather? Um, oh, so we actually met on the Gold Coast. Did you? So in a stint that I was down the Gold Coast, um, we were working at a hotel together yeah. yeah so she saw me and i saw her and i was just like huh oh, she's pretty cute she apparently she already sized me up but um <laughs> i was a bit of a shy shy dude and was more just on the coast for uh the lifestyle living free yeah you know, spiritual surfing just <laughs> do whatever as it yeah. came and um yeah six months later we were we were just sort of uh getting a getting into a relationship but I only found out that one of the guys that I'd become friends with at the hotel was uh, was her ex and I was like oh wow that's big and I'd already planned to move to Sydney oh yeah wow. and uh, and so I did yeah and she ended up following so oh wow mm. I did not even know that mm. and so now um, you've got three kids with Heather hey yeah yeah <laughs> time goes and then here we are yeah, and for now, and now you you own Signbase. But how did you go from saving turtles to working a hotel <laughs> to owning your own sign writing business? So the hotel was um, like with with study, as as you may know, like you've yeah. always got sort of a part time or on the side job. Yeah. So the hotel was more of a, a, a cash thing, and that was at a very young age too. I think I was like twenty two. Yeah. Wow. Um, when I met her, but um, yeah, sort of time rolled on and. 
yeah, we moved together and, and how I went to go to environmental science. I was a mature age student, so I didn't just do the whole straight out of school thing. Mm. Um, I wanted to have a bit of an impact or, or just change my life and have a yeah. bit of an impact. And I just remember being young as a kid and, uh, you know, going up to the Barrier Reef or, or wherever we were, you look through my photo albums as in the family and you're like, see Simon, he's got like freaking green tree frogs up his arm or he's yeah. like... He's the guy at the front row at like, you know, rural Steve Irwin type stuff, yeah. like wanting to, to touch the tie, like whatever, yeah. the turtles or the, the crocodiles snakes or what have you. Yeah, the snakes and shit. So I actually worked in um, Corumban wildlife in the, in the oh, snake so and reptile um, while, I was on the, while I was on the Gold Coast as well. So you, you're kind of always juggling these part-time jobs while you chase your dream yeah, when you're yeah. young. And um, that's how that sort of came about. Yeah. Cool. And then now, so how did it go from like working – for someone else and then working for yourself. Did you do that before or after kids? No, yeah, after kids. Mm. I think um, when, when we moved up here, mm. I'd had, uh, I suppose I had to reinvent myself because yeah. I knew what I didn't like. Mm. I, uh, I knew that I needed to do something that was going to keep my spirit alive. Like when I was, you know, chasing a dream, chasing a passion for purpose yeah. um, within environmental science, that was really satisfying, but just, like I said, not conducive to a family environment. I mean, you can find jobs, but they're nine times out of 10, they're not the ones that you're on the ground doing the, the yeah, really hard work. And, yeah, they're boring. They're working for big corporates to just, you know, dot T's and cross I's so they don't get fined. Mm. And that didn't really excite me. or It wasn't the reason why I went into environmental science or to, yeah, yeah. to marine study. So um, the reason I started my own business because I'm one of those people that oh, doesn't really handle not being able to let my intellect um, shine through, I suppose you could say, or not yeah. being given the value on that. Um, so when I came up here, I was like, what do I do? Just need to use my hands, got some work with uh, Builder. And then, you know, that was well and good, but it was also, you're not really going to be doing any more than this yeah. and not intellectual enough. So on the side, I was like, okay, well, I've got a pretty solid foundation in, in um, you know, having always designed artworks on my surfboards or done airbrushing um, murals and things like that. So it kind of has always been a part of me as well. Yeah. How do I... How do I bring that into my life? And, and mm. that's a, a really self-satisfying point. Let's let's see how we do that. So graphic design was it. Yep. Um, you know, I just I self-taught my my own oh, wow. abilities on on design programs and what have you. You've seen it's me big, flip around yeah, on the on the I computer. Have seen your so hands move a thousand miles an hour. So yeah, that's uh, that's four years or five years of, of just every night, you know, giving myself a little project and and ticking it off and, and you slowly uh, get yeah, just get better and quicker and, and through time with other employment. So I, after, you know, working with a builder and stuff, I was like, okay, signage, it's a building and, and it's also got a, a light to this design artistic part that is really self-satisfying. So yeah. um, that's where I ended up, you know, Bragg's signs, I was with them for a year, oh, yeah. Steve Baker's signs, I was with him for a year. Yeah. Um, and you get to know through those roles, like, what people are looking for and how to be like descriptive with them in their design and, and work well with them. Um, I also noticed that that was a bit of a gap for any general songwriter. They're almost too trade-based or focused in terms of what they're producing that they forget the client element in design. And, and yeah. that, was, that was my strength, I think, coming from just life experience mm. um, and exposure to that in, yeah, in professional so cool. roles. 
Yeah. And um, I guess we'll get into like the more personal and gritty ones now. Mm. You work from home, hey? Yeah. So, so how does that go for you with the kids and the uh, wife and the, the stuff? Look, I'm pretty lucky, I'll be honest. The the workspace, I mean, you've seen it. The whole the whole downstairs is almost three or 400 square feet. So it's mm. a reasonable space to, to sort of segregate. Yeah. It, it does get tricky on, on holidays. Yeah, yeah. I won't lie. Um, but... When your kids run up and down the hallway and slide yeah, but I mean, right look, <laughs> I think if you've got kids anyway, like I look at yourself with with Jackson, you know, they're always in your world in some oh, way, yeah. shape, or form. Yeah. Um. So, if you if you're managing it well as a parent anyway, yeah, managing it in a work environment is really no different. It just means you have to be more disciplinary around those boundaries with. You know, for me, it was like for new clients, when someone new came in, was like, okay, well, this, you know, you guys know the workshop's off, off bounds. Yeah. Like it's off limits. There's too many dangers in there and what have you. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, there's that discipline towards those boundaries. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, but they're always, yeah, they demand a lot of energy and time. <laughs> um, and I already asked that question. I'm so efficient. Um, is there... Is there like, I guess the best way to say it is like, obviously there's stress associated with owning your own business, but what about owning your own business and then providing for your family? Like you mentioned previously in our conversations that you kind of have like a provider role for your family. And I know that Heather is going back to work and stuff too. So there's that, Mm. but also, um, you know, is there some stress associated with having your own business and a family of three kids? Uh, Look, definitely. Like I'm not, I think... Stress is an interesting one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting how um, how you interpret it, how it presents itself. You think you've got a hold of something, you, you're doing really well with something and then something might change and you feel it maybe more than another person. Yeah. So it's all indicative of, of that person's perception. So for me, I grew up sort of looking at my, my old man just providing for our family. Like yeah. he was always at work. He'd leave to go at 3 a.m. in the morning, start mm-hmm. at the 6 a.m. shift and work till you know, 2.30 so he could pick us up at 3 because my yeah. mum had the 8 till 5 or whatever. You. And then he'd work Saturday. So, and it was never really a job that he liked when when I was, what I can remember. It was yeah. in, a, in a factory or what have you. So for me, I actually see myself as being really lucky. Yeah. Um, to be able to do what I want. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, I'm, I put a lot of stress on myself to provide. Um, and this is just another characteristic or, you know, personality point of, of Heather. She just, there's no stress there. You know, yeah. I mean, there's no worry. There's no concern. And it's not a, that she doesn't um, respect the fact that, the, you know, where's the money coming from or yeah. what happens next. Yeah. She just has this beautifully um, mindset, like beautifully put mindset of, of everything works out or is meant to be for a reason. So it yeah. is what it is. But you as a... As a as the uh, the polar opposite of that, I suppose you could say, because there's always got to be that yeah. in in everything, um, you know, the universality of, of dual sides. Like where she's going to be like that, yeah. I'm probably going to be the one that's the complete opposite, right? Yeah. And do you do you think it's because you set pretty high expectations on yourself? A hundred percent. I was brought up. My mum, you know, she was from Italy. She came over when she was like two or three, oh, wow. and her father was, you know, father of five. And yeah. Italians are inherently stricter on the females mm-hmm. um so you know their whole family is pretty pretty stern 
yeah. and that uh, you know they say you pick up uh, you know ninety five percent of your your personality traits from your mum. Yeah, it's almost like genetic coding. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, so I, it's really interesting because you know I think during that period of, of uh, maturity, I think you could say probably early maturity up mm. till the end of school, you kind of you don't have a choice but to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then and that's why I say like as soon as I left school, I was like off to the Gold Coast and whatever felt happy and right and free and fluid. Yeah. That was what I was about. Yeah. So I was complete contrast of that between sort of 22 to, to 28, 30. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I suppose you're, yeah, you're just not wanting to be what you've been under for so long. Yeah. Um, but then you, you're thrown into the role of a parent yourself, like what we are now. Yeah. And you, you have this just radar that goes straight to that. What yeah. were they like? What did they do? Yeah. This is all I remember them doing. Like, let's just, everything's always like money. Let's make sure the family's right, not spending too much, like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Heather's completely different, which yeah. is fantastic because it's a good balance. And so I guess my next question is, um, you mentioned something the other day about Heather's parenting abilities and the way she, like how she is with the boys. And then you kind of just... I can't really remember the words you said, which is probably why I asked you here so that you could say it again into the microphone. Oh gosh, I hope I but remember. It, like, it really, really impacted me and helped me see it from another, like from the flip side of the coin, I guess is a good way to put it. And basically you just said that Heather and her mindset is really, really good and that you know that if you were to just let Heather do her thing with the boys, you know the boys are going to turn out to be really, really epic humans. Right, yeah, 100%. So, and then you, you kind of explained that your role essentially is to bring the money, support the family support Heather and what she does and you know that your boys are going to come out and be good. I believe they're going to be good humans anyway, mm. but, um, you know, I just guess that I'd get you to elaborate on that a little bit more if you can remember what yeah, you said. Yeah. So I think given what I just spoke to about um, my upbringing and the sternness yeah. from my mum and, and, you know, the, uh, I suppose, the, the outcomes of that yeah. in, in myself, uh, I identified Heather as being, you know, a really nurturing mother from before we even had kids or were talking about it, just her presence and the way she would conduct herself around, um, you know, children, but also with herself. You yeah. know, there's a certain softness that all children deserve or, or require as a necessity. Um, and, you know, she is exceptional at that and reminding not only myself, like myself, but others in her that, just to see it from where the kids come from. So, I mean, she obviously works now in early learning, yeah. but was a gun, you know, she did PT with me ages ago and she was a gun flight center tra so travel agent. And, yeah. um, but I think, you know, once we had kids, it was really obviously very easy for her. Mm. Um, so where I, where I struggle is with my patients and things like that with the kids. And, and so I don't want to have a, not, not a negative, impact on them yeah. but just an an overbearing one or, or what have you that i remember yeah um which has left me with uh, a few shortcomings you know like um you sort of boys especially right like i think we're coming around now to see that you know that be beneath that hard exterior of, of the male presence uh there's there's some things that are missing or you know a bit mm. shy and soft or what have you but um, you know, I've come to realize that I don't want my boys to have that. I want them to make sure that they know that they've got their self-confidence sorted. They're, mm. they're not putting 
you know, too much pressure on themselves because kids in general these days, it worries me a lot as well. Yeah. Um, so Heather just, uh, she's sort of my center and yeah. I kind of just, and that's why it's good to work from home because I do have a significant amount to do at home. So if I wasn't working from home, the chances of my involvement with the, the boys for those good moments, yeah. those, those positive influence moments might be significantly reduced. Yeah. You know, um, so Heather sort of sorts it all out from the home front perspective and I just come in and do the high five type thing <laughs> and in those moments of like, right, I've got them sorted out for dinner. Can you just make sure they've had showers or what have you or get their shoes on in the morning and, yeah. and just just that accentuation of, of what she does. Yeah. Um, because God knows I couldn't do it running a business as yeah. well. Yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> to my hat to you. <laughs> and um, so I guess it's always really good to... Like, I feel like we hear heaps about the moms. And I'm not saying that the moms should be discredited for their work, just like you say that Heather no, shouldn't be discredited for what she does. But I'm kind of a little bit over hearing about how much the moms suffer and how much support they don't get. And I know that's a really weird, far-fetched thing for me to say because that's what I like advocate for is for mums to be supported and to feel safe and to work on their self-confidence and to be more than just someone's snack bitch. Mm. But um, I think it's really important that dads should be heard too and their point of view because oh, I think sure. dads are pretty cool. Mm. And I think a lot of the time, and I don't know how you feel, which is where this question is going, like do you ever feel that maybe there should be more done for dads or, you know, just that, breaking down of that male exterior and understanding that men do feel the depression and the loneliness and mm. things like that post kids, mm. um, even previous to kids, but essentially post kids, because you've, even though like for me as a woman had a child grieved who I used to be, cause I used to just be able to leave the house whenever I wanted. Now it takes me an hour to leave my house and I have to pack a whole lunchbox and a change of clothes. Like, I feel like I had to reinvent myself just like you did when you moved to the coast when I became a mom, I had to find who I was now. Do you feel like you went through that same process when the boys were born? Oh, 100%. You can't deny, like, a, a, if you're actually going to be a father, yeah. and, and then, you know, when I say that, I mean, like, really, really present in their life, like, yeah. being a part of it, uh, there's, you know, undoubtedly, there's a massive change. Mm. Um, and I think it's... <sighs> I don't know. I think there's because with a with a mother there's this physical transition, mm. and with that physical transition becomes that mental aspect to it as well. So the acceptance of that change, it's a little bit more. Um, how do I say it? it? It's a little bit more a part of you as a whole of what's going on. But for the male, like for a father, mm. it really only hits home once that baby is born. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. So once that baby's out and life. Externally, externally, physically changes. Yeah, that's when it happens to the male. But I honestly believe it's happening to the mum before, so the physical enables that mental, because you know, like preparedness almost. Yeah, there's a bit of preparedness. There's a bit of in the psyche what's happening there. Yeah, um, and not not saying it's any easier, mm. but it's almost we get hit in the face, whereas a mum sort of just <laughs> gets a push on the shoulder and then but it's but it's equally as hard we're both stuck up against yeah. the wall yeah in the same um foundation uh once that baby's there and a hundred percent look i think it's really interesting because i've just had uh that young lad start with me this mm. week and, and he's a young father as well and it doesn't take long to scratch the surface and find out that you know mm. he's struggling with it yeah you know what i mean like I think so many men are struggling with it, but no hmm. one's, no one's like, it's probably a bad way to say it, but man enough to say it. 
Mm. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I just feel like if there was more touch points for men to actually talk about how they feel, which is, you know, is something that Jake and I really want to work on developing within our business at Move, is mm. providing spaces like that for men. So mm. we're doing, like, men's only yoga and movement on a Sunday, and the yeah. gym's going to be completely Time closed out. and only men go on a Sunday. So there's no yeah. shame in blokes going and doing a bit of broga, like, stuff oh, like that. mate. But I just think that it's imperative for those kind of spaces to be generated. Now that we're working so hard and advocating for mums to have this, mm. I just think that there's a bit of a gap for men. And I didn't know what your view is, but you're clearly. Oh, look, I'm 100%, mate. Like mm. I, when when I was over in WA, um, I've always known I've been a little bit more connected with my uh, spiritual, emotional side. Yeah. Like much more than, say, my father, for instance. Yeah, you're pretty good at articulating it too. I think that's another yeah. thing too. Yeah, right. Good to know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You're pretty yeah. good at expressing exactly what's going on inside, whereas a lot of other men, I feel like, don't really understand how to connect the words to their feelings or thoughts. Yeah, and you've got to ask yourself uh, on that note, you know, how come? Mm. Like, why? Well, why, am, why have I been able to find that ability to do it and as opposed to, say, someone else? Maybe it's just a personality thing. I don't know. Maybe mm. it's a, like, star alignment crossing your conjunctions thing. Uh, who knows? <laughs> but... Yeah, hundred percent. The question should be for the for those males. Like, yeah. I, the males can also be very very simple, and you know, not not have it going on. So maybe mm. they just don't feel they need to talk about it or what have you. Like, there isn't anything actually there. But I, I kind of call BS on it. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. To yeah. be honest. Um, you were going on about dad's point of view and how you feel like they should probably be a little bit more supported or oh, no. the ability to yeah, talk yeah. about so, it. So, yeah, so because I've, I'd already know that I'm very comfortable, you have to be comfortable with it too. Yeah. Like So if you're not comfortable with it, you're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Right? And I remember when I was in Perth and WA, I went to yoga all the time with Heather because of my, um, you know, immune deficiency, my autoimmune yeah. deficiency. Also, like, you're like super tall, so... Yeah, that Your too, and muscles. a giant. <laughs> and uh, everyone goes, hey, can you reach that or lift this? You're huge. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, long story short, I was I was into yoga and Pilates quite mm. a bit, and we did like, you know, this thing where you do it for like 35 days straight, and it was amazing. And I can honestly tell you I was probably one of three males in that. There's like they had three facilities across person. You could just book in wherever you were that yeah. day. And, you know, I knew up to like 60, maybe 90 women. And, um, yeah. you know, you'd go to all these different classes across that 35 days. And I honestly, I remember seeing like maybe older men. Yeah. It was about it, like three or, or five across that whole month and a half. And um, that's it. Yeah. You know? So whether or not like the time, that's my biggest struggle now running a business as a father is where do I find the time? Yeah. But you still go to farm gym, hey? Mm. Once a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually twice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't been since last week when I rode the car. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, I just, I think the, the like the dad's point of view doesn't get voiced very often. Mm. What you said the other day about Heather and your approach to everything in the family, I thought was really, really cool. And that's why I thought I'd ask you to come down here mm. and you kind of Pleasure. explain that to me and elaborate that kind of recorded so we don't have to... <laughs> try and reinvent it later on um and i guess the other question i had for you is did every time you had a child do you feel like everything changed again 
Or do you feel like, I know on the third one, you're like, cool, this is going to be easy because I've totally done it with two. Or do you feel like you as a person changed every single kid? That's the other question I want to ask that I forgot about. I, th- I think you just, the, the depending on the time, obviously, between kids or what have you, but we actually, mm, we struggled a lot with Julian yeah. when our second child came. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that we, we had some time apart. Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, I suppose it was just the the bridging to finding that that sh- extra strength that I needed, mm. um, and confidence as well, because it was a lot to do with uh, unhappiness around work, you know, and sick of working for people, and like I said, bridging that into running my own business. So, I think it's just a maturity thing. Like where as you have another child, yeah, there's probably differences in in the demands of the energy of the kid. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, this this third one, <laughs> completely unexpected. You know, I would say a lot of those traits about, you know, still providing and, and concerns about the financial aspect to provide and all, all that are, uh, are no different. Mm. Um, however, my approach to how I am and my disposition around my kids. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's something that I'm almost, I probably haven't ever really admitted it, but I'm almost fearful of what my life will be like when I have a second. And I think I fear that change because there was so much change with the first one. And then, you know, that, that that then proceeds change for my whole family and everyone around me as well. So, you know, there's I definitely think there's fear associated around yeah. having your first kid. Oh, look, I don't know one person that isn't. Yeah, and then I think as the one. kids yeah. go on, like I just, I don't feel like from what I see with other people that it almost gets any easier and you nearly have to go through that process of finding yourself again every single fucking kid. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't say finding yourself because you've already, you've already done a fair bit of discovery. Yeah. I think... Um, the fear is, is obviously, you know, it's based on, on the changes that we have to make. Mm. Like you don't actually, you don't actually experience it until the child's there. You know what I mean? Like we were all kind mm. of like, oh, our first child was crazy hard because you're first and you don't yeah. know a thing. But looking back on it in essence from the other children, like, yeah, he wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was, it was actually only really, really hard when the second baby came along because he was still, Emery, our oldest, was still quite young. Yeah. And still, you know, like I was saying before, Heather has a high, high uh, value or expectation to be able to su- supply or, or, you know, give that nurture that mm. a child needs. So when all of a sudden you still want to give it to that three-year-old or two-year-old that yeah. demands it almost. Yeah. Um, but you're confined, like what we're going through right now with Caleb. Yeah. You're confined to a chair, breastfeeding or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, being quiet or because it's baby sleep time or yeah. that. Um, all those elements just, they, they, you do get pushed into a new arena. It's not the same kind of change as the first. So if you are contemplating, don't be as fearful. <laughs> it's just crazy hard development in terms of anything, like whether it's someone transitioning to one of your PT courses, it's a crazy hard transition yep. to push through the uncomfortable to make it out smiling. Yeah, to make it a new norm. Mm, basically, basically. Change curve. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to ask um, I just wanted to get the flip side of a coin um, Jake's not very comfortable at speaking so you're my next go to so I would I'm fine with that yeah and we and just need to like prod Jake and, and yeah. why buddy why yeah. 
yeah, yeah. he's actually so in our relationship with Jake and I um, I'm the lever so shit gets hard I'll just leave and I'll come back later once I've cooled off he's the let's sit down and talk this out right now mm. person and he won't let me leave like I'm the runner that's all, crazy 100% all the time and he'll sit me down and be like tell me what the problem is let's talk through this let's solve this right now yeah yeah so I can relate to that yeah like I'm definitely the we need to talk about this and so we've got it sorted and it's clear and it's logical and that's just yeah. a male thing to do yeah um but Heather will be like oh, I, can, I don't have the capacity for this right now just yeah because I'm, I'm one of those people that will say something that I don't not necessarily mean it's probably that it probably shouldn't be said is probably a really good way to put it like I definitely feel those feelings and there's no doubt about that but when I say it and it's really really hurtful to the people I love it's probably better if I just go for a walk and come back yeah good strategy yeah yeah so but my going for a walk is like driving away very very far for a long period of time and then driving (laughs) back again I can't just go for a walk um so yeah so Jake is the one who sits down and talks about it and Jake's actually really really good at voicing how he feels when things come to a head Hmm. but I think previous to that he's not very good at just being like, oh, this is this is shitting me off. You need to stop or you do this. Like, it yeah. has to come to a head for us to then have a discussion. So... I don't think Heather has ever let anything get to a point where she has to come to a head with it. That's the oh, crazy really? part. Yeah. Like, wow. it's it's almost frustrating in itself. Yeah. It's like, well, why can't you just, like, equally be annoyed at something I do? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like... I don't really get that annoyed at things that Jake do. Oh, except for, like, you know... The typical things like farting with the windows up and stuff like that. That's probably the most annoying thing. But Mate, you don't want to come to our house with three boys, eh? <laughs> and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Like really tiny little annoying things like putting the washing on the floor next to the washing basket instead of just like in the washing basket. <laughs> but like that's really the only things I get annoyed at. I don't yeah, make him do things. Those are small stuff. Yeah, like yeah. don't really make him get do things that I don't want, that he doesn't want to do or like, you know, things that make him uncomfortable. Like I don't really push any of those things and then get annoyed because he doesn't want to do it. Like yeah. I see the valid reason is that he doesn't want to do it or he doesn't like it or he feels uncomfortable and that's fine. But then there's like the flip side of that he's just like why won't you just watch tv with me and i just like it's a fucking waste of time i'd rather be reading a book and uh that's what he gets annoyed about and then it becomes all these other things and then it comes to a a head and then we have to break it all down and figure out exactly what we're actually mad at each other exactly that's what i was about to say isn't funny that it's all all that stuff is is really quite trivial and it's the kind of shit that makes you when you're older Mm. and you're gray and shit you're like very pleased to see you say for instance my my mum gardens yeah my dad yeah, he's yeah. handyman in central. Like they do not cross paths in that arena. Yeah. Um, and and they're the they're the personality traits that right now they fucking act like they're the shit out of me sometimes as well. But, yeah. And Heather won't garden, but for some reason I like want to want to garden all the time. <laughs> but but it, when you think about it, I think she helped me realize um, through my frustration is, is like you said, what are we actually trying to say here? Yeah. And I think you know that's the key thing and the hardest part too when you have kids because we literally have nothing for each other yeah. until all kids are, are down, asleep, yeah. and then trying to pull your thoughts or focus or whatever that you've thought about through all the whole day yeah. together enough to, to then have that really, you know, engaging conversation. Like, you look at photos of Heather and I when 26, man, we're fucking madly in love. Like, yeah. we're both happy and we're always, we were always talking and the engagement was, you know, solid. And now it's, it's very different, but that that love is still there and the representation of those three kids. So yeah. it's about, you know, that part going yeah. going past all that little shit. Like I see him very, very uh he's he's obviously very proud of you and move. 
Yo, because he wants thing to too, be involved. I don't really feel that. I actually have to wait for him to say. I actually have to ask for him to tell me that he's proud of me. I could literally have to be like, aren't you proud of what we've done? Like, aren't you proud of this? Aren't you proud of this? Because he just doesn't say it ever. Mm. But you'll voice other things. And that's what I think grinds my gears in a little bit. And that's another thing that we're mm. working through right now. Mm. Because it's the same, like he'll walk in the door and I would have spent two hours cleaning the house and he'll just kick his boots off and walk past. And he's like, does the house look nice? And he's just like, yeah, it looks great. Why don't you fucking say it when you walked out? <laughs> it would have been so much nicer. Oh, but mate. again... It's just different mentalities. It's different things. Like 100%. I make the effort to say, like, if he's done something really nice to me, I make that effort because yeah. that's what I want reciprocated to me. Yeah. But he just doesn't have that, right? And so his upbringing was certainly different to mine. My parents don't actually... Weren't, I've never, until now, actually heard my parents say anything nice to each other. So I don't know if it's, like, my drive is to be not like my parents, mm. to be the person that I am. Like, my, you know... I it sounds terrible, yeah, but, but my I, parents I think in that, don't have a lot of drive. Like, my parents have always been do the alley work, get the pay, whereas I'm like, if I work hard enough now and hustle, like, well, not even hustle hard enough, if I just plan my business right and I do the right things, I can balance my life out and be a mum and be a business owner and still make a million dollars. 100%. Yeah, so I have this whole other... I had a similar but different upbringing to Jake, but my drive is to just not be like that. Mm. And my parents aren't bad people. I love them. They look after me a lot. They've looked out for me. They've helped me on some serious journeys that I've had in my life. But if I hadn't had them and seen what I didn't want to be like, mm. probably the same as you with your mum and stuff, like not being as stern as oh, your yeah, mum and stuff, like from her upbringing as well, that mm. she's just kind of like passed down. Mm. And like, you know. That's it. There's almost this, um, as we go through our generations as well, there's almost this sense of that's how we better ourselves. And yeah. or, or better it for our children and that sense of and there's um, redemption as well in grandparents like you know my mum's not a, a unaware of that now yeah but she was a very young mum you know had my brother when she was 22 Nine. and um, you know those times for a wife whatever yeah. they stay home and so there's this sense of redemption in, in when you get to grandparents style because you can you, you can sort of try to make up a little bit for yeah. those things by however with with your immediate kids but also your grandkids but yeah you know that those elements, those little elements with you and Jake, like they will eventually become not so big. Yeah, I mean, I Jake mean? did find out that he was going to have his first son when he was twenty, so yeah. it's a pretty huge shock for a young man. 100%. I was still married to my ex-husband. Like, 100%. it was real bad. So, do you know what the coolest, the, the coolest part is? Like, and I know you guys aren't even married yet. Is there yeah. still that potential to really? Um, just open up that flower, so to speak. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to, uh, I don't know, I'm not telling you what to do, yeah. but I just sort of attribute like a lot of strength that I've found when not having that immediate availability from Heather is the ability to reflect Yeah. on, on you know, all that lovely shit that we've yeah. gone and had. Um, so that's why I say like it's really cool you guys have that opportunity still. Yeah. Um, in, in opening that up. Yeah. yeah. It's about like, so, setting, setting. Yeah, up. there's like lots of work for us to do, to continue doing, but I think that's like in every relationship. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think having you in and just discussing like your point of view as a dad as well and what you feel like your roles are and, you know, your feelings and stuff is definitely going to help other blokes as well. So, um, yeah, so thank you heaps for coming in. and, and It's my pleasure. Me. I've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed it.
Ooh, all right. We'll You're actually kind of little, little spark. I've got a mate in Melbourne who's always on my back about me and another friend of mine. He's like, we can do it from different locations, guys. Let's mm, just, totally we'll just can. call it dad's advice. Like, Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. We'll see. We'll totally see. plug it. All right. Cool. Thank you so much, Simon. No worries, Jess. Thank you.